You come to Darlington, your biggest opponent is the racetrack. Be a lot of beating and battered stuff at the end of this one. Let's not be one of them. These guys are going to have their hands full. Do my very best for you guys. I'll let you know what I need. Fight through it here, boys. Have a good day. Battle all the way through it. Those old cars up there look cool. Yeah, they do. And Richard Petty waves the green flag to start the Goodyear 400. Just you and him, side by side, three behind. Hang on to it. Keep coming up, hold the brake. Hold the brake, hold the brake, hold the brake. Spin it behind you, spin it behind you. I never touched them. Yeah, man, they just stop. Stop, stop. Stop, 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 right there. Gotta get them back behind the line. What a save that was. Spin in here, lock it down, lock it down. Caution's out here. Dirt racers, man. Right side's broken. It seems really easy to pass, so I'm sure we'll get back to the front quick. Ooh. Oh! It just got one coming. Just manage your car here. That's how you make a move. I think the tires are going away for Kyle Busch. All are clear. All right, green checkered. Nice win. Nice work there, man. Bring it to it. Three, two, one. Here we are. All the way. Go, good work. Nice job. Logano is just a rocket on restarts today. I got a vibration. Really confused what's going on with the steering wheel. We're blowing up, I think. We're blowing up. On the sign, we're just going straight under the hood. Try to fire it up. Died. Stay high, stay low in the middle. Soft is out. Hold the brake, Red. Hold the brake. Keep rolling here if you can. Let it roll and fire it up. Looks like it's got a broken tire rod here. Big Let time damage on the left front. That car is done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, I blew a tire off the tube. I'm pretty sure it's killed. Take it to the garage. There's no fix in that right front. Give me a second on pit road. They gotta move the 18 car. Roll it here. No pressure. Nice and smooth. Green checker. Ross Chastain using his melon wins stage number two. Nice job there. Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain are up front for the restart. Three, two, one, going. Still out there even. Uh -oh, oh, and he's one. loose. Right goes Ross Chastain. He loses control and pounds the inside wall. Caution, caution, caution. G.I. Ross. Oh. Yeah. See, things are getting better. He was supposed to wreck right into us. Hamlin and Logano on the front row this time. We're hearing everybody rolling here. Top still full. Joey Logano gets a good run into turn one. You're good, you're good. Long run this is straight. For the lead. Stay over there. Clear, clear. Nice work, man. I'll let you in, show here. Uh-oh, something happened to the nine car. Got a ton of terrible shakes in the wall here. We're in the wall. Are you driving that thing today? That's, That's not funny, thing. Bill. We're going to predict this fall. Yep, just keep running. We're going to have one of the logs in turn two. Greg, we got a bunch of flame underneath the right front. I can smell that thing burning from here. Needed to get on the water bottle. Mine's frozen. All right, 33 laps to go. This thing is far from over. Still even top of day. Split middle here, mid three. Mid three. Oh, true it. Oh, good. Oh, I'm good. Oh, and they're piling it up on the back straightaway. Keep it up, keep it up, bottom down, 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 easy, easy. Unreal. That was uncalled for. I was as high as I could go. It wasn't you. It was in front of you. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, we were through it and got. Thanks. There we go. Boy, you have some left front damage. Destroyed. Green with 26 to go. Still in there on the bottom. Still there on the bottom. Still there on the bottom. Clear. Middle top. Middle top. And I told you that William Byron was holding tough on that bottom. Marks and relevant. Drive away. Keep them close. Be there at the end. You know what you got to do now. 
good and smooth. Stay in rhythm here. He can feel you now. Five to go. Joey Logano has it down to half a second. He knows what's coming. Go get him. Three to go, and Logano will be there. Look at him. Here he comes. Half off you. All the way to you. Oh! Into the wall! Oh, Logano, Logano goes by. Gonna have to take it if you give it. White flag. Bang off the fence all the way to the line if you can. Logano from the pole to the checkered flag. Woo! Get the boy! Hell no! That's what you get, buddy. Didn't forget it, did you? No race. He, uh, he made a choice. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with Mike Haig. Mike, of course, from RaceDaySA.com. We're back after after taking a week off. Wasn't planned, um, but sometimes it's what happens. And right now is total chaos in my life. <laughs> and so uh, I wasn't able to to just get my my head wrapped around doing the show and stuff. I've, I've got moving going on i'm trying i'm putting my house up for sale there was just all sorts of stuff going on but mike you know sometimes it's a long season sometimes you got to do it yeah it's it's a long haul don you know and it's it starts in uh what february and goes to all the way to november that's a long year yeah you know, covering racing and uh and i was busy last week too and so it worked out for me by not doing a show and but oh well good good yeah and and so i uh I had a lot to do, but uh, man, we had a <laughs> interesting race at Darlington this past weekend with the throwback weekend and everything and all. I thought, uh, thought, wow, what a what a what a race there at the end, and then all this everybody's upset for some reason. I, they don't like what they, they what they saw. I know, upset about the finish, or what are they upset about? Because from my understanding, um, and I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I did not see the whole race. Um, I was listening. I was in the car with my mom. My mom and I spent Mother's Day together just out and about. And so, um, but I, when I was in the car, I was listening to uh, the race call on NASCAR on Sirius, NASCAR on Sirius. What, what am I trying yeah. to say? Channel 90. I was listening to it. And then I came home. I pulled in my cake. I set my DVR to record. And the race went like 15 minutes past. And I forgot to set it to record after so I missed the end. I get in though in time to see all of the like stuff going on and the interviews. And so then I went back and started watching highlights of what I had missed. So I'm prepared to discuss that, you know, and, and to talk about that. But I wanted to disclose that I, I did not watch the entire race myself. But from what I have heard from those who covered the race and were there, it was a hell of a race. I mean, it was everything that you would hope Darlington would give you. You had uh, one wreck or a, a pretty good one that took out some of the main contenders. But, I mean, the car, they say, was just amazing on that track, and which gives us hope that short track that the short tracks aren't all doomed, you know, or aren't going to all be like Richmond and Martinsville. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, this, this track always has produced great racing over the years and it's got a storied history, you know, um, at the, the track they call too tough to tame. And we saw a lot of, you know, guys getting their cars messed up early on. And then there was the whole fiasco with Kyle Busch on, you know, parking the car and, and everybody was, you know, saying he was throwing a fit. He said he couldn't turn it. Into, but I don't know. That's what he said. But yeah, I heard that, that. There was that whole, you know, debacle and, and everything. But uh, man, um, looking at the, you know, the, the point standing, I'm mean, not the point standing with the race results. Uh, I'll give the top 10 real quick. And then I want to talk about what's at the bottom of the race results. So Logano gets a win. Tyler Reddick is second. Justin Haley. How about him? Third yeah. place finished on. Then Harvick finishes four. Chase Elliott was fifth. Christopher Bell was sixth. Michael McDowell had a good finish. He finished seventh. Ricky Stenhouse was in the eighth spot. Austin Dillon was ninth. And Daniel Suarez, who we've been watching all year and gets, gets the top 10 there in 10th place. But going down to the bottom, Don, you know, 36th place and last place, Kyle Larson, the engine had engine issues. Brad Keselowski, 34th. Kyle Busch, 33rd. You know, these are some guys, Alex Bowman, 29th. I mean, these are guys, Kurt Busch, 28th. These are guys that they took a hit this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So, man, um, kind of a different outcome than what I thought it it would be. And again, I didn't see the race, but when I was in the car, I guess a big wreck had just happened. And I'm, I'm assuming it took out Bubba Wallace because I heard them talk to him. And then I guess it also took out his teammate, didn't it? It took out Kurt Busch as well uh, because yeah. I heard that Kurt Busch and I'm like, the, the hits to that team uh, in general to 2311 in general, they just keep on coming. It seems like those two guys are just, and, and I don't know because they both have been running decently. They have, they've, they've, they've they just keep getting caught up in whatever else is going on. Yeah, they really do. It's unfortunate circumstances. And all I could picture was Michael Jordan just putting his hands over his face. Like, Oh my God. Or the crying <laughs> Michael meme. <laughs> <laughs> like damn it (laughs) both cards (laughs) i mean it's it's been crazy and then like you you were discussing i mean denny hamlin a guy that normally dominates there that normally has a a good run and uh he finishes 20 21st yeah he just so what a what a weekend and then martin even martin tricks jr gets caught up in an accident there and finishes 24th and eric jones who's been running great this year finishes 25th and so I tell you what it did to a lot of people's fantasy leagues, messed up, <laughs> screwed them up big time, <laughs> screwed mine up. I'm in this WFO radio league with a bunch of drag racers and um, Joe Costello. Uh, it's his, uh, he has WFO radio podcasts and everything, NHRA announcer and all. And he's, there's over 80 something people in this league that Dixie and I jumped into last year. And um, man, it scrambled the standings all over the place. Uh, is she still leading the seat? The- no, she's uh, she's leading, beating me. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's like 52nd. I'm 60 in 60th spot. Oh. There's 75 of us. And, and she, no, she led most of the season last year and then ended up finishing, I think, 10th or whatever. In the, but it's a very competitive league. Uh, there's some good people in there, too, who know what they're doing. And I absolutely. I guess I don't because, you know, I've covered the sport and still can't get them, get it right. <laughs> There's a difference in covering the sport and picking fantasy stuff. I mean, and you know, it's, I, I screw it up every year. So and speaking of, you know, we, we like to talk about long shots. 
I don't know if you saw that. I don't want to get off topic here, but just real quick, the Kentucky Derby. Did you see that horse that went, <laughs> went off at 80 to one and got in the field at the last minute and then won the damn race? That's amazing. And you know Man. what? That is so amazing, but it's, it's everything that you want to me. I mean, that's everything I want to see in sports. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's fun. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's an, an easy bet if you're betting on the, on the, the, you know, the horse that's picked to win or the odds are there, but I'm telling you, you got to be brave to go. I never, I will tell you when I do the Kentucky Derby, when I do picks or whatever, I'm somebody that I'm loyal. So I pick every time unless he's not running, but I'm a Mike Smith fan. So if Mike yeah. Smith is on a horse, I'm picking Mike Smith. If he's not on, then I start to look at some of the different horses and I don't know. There's different ways that I, you know, kind of, but I don't look at odds. I really don't. Yeah. But I'm a, I, I just, I like Mike Smith. So I, I usually will go with Mike Smith and, you know, it's been a while since Mike, well, Mike had won though on the horse yeah. in the Derby just a couple of months ago. So, um, yeah. but I love that. I love the upset. That's, a, that's all. And you know what? It's, it's kind of nice to same thing. And I don't know who the trainer and stuff was on that horse, but it's been a while. Cause it's been Oh, what, uh, Bob or whatever. That's always, it's like one of he's oh, Bob Baffert, I think. Yeah. yeah well, he's a trainer or whatever. And it's like always one of his horses that's in, yeah. up there. So, well, you know, uh, he's, and he's sitting out right now because of that fiasco last year with the disqualification and all. So crazy. he's got like a two year ban right now and he's appealing it, but, but Hey, uh, but you junior know, and Rutledge supposedly yeah. did really well out there. So. <laughs> hey, and Rutledge had a wild looking, uh, jacket on and everything the and most amazing suits i swear and then we had don the um the uh, miami grand prix the formula one race was at at miami um and danica patrick who was uh you know we, we've talked about many times on this show and everything like that uh she she was there as one of the announcers or color com oh, i don't know what, what, what was she she just like oh. a color, color analyst pre-race she did okay. all the pre-race stuff yeah i thought she did a really good job bringing her side into it what she knows about racing and everything but it boy well that was really cool uh the, the the track and the way they laid it out and everything i'm not sure if we have many formula one fans that are that listen to our show that are formula one fans but man you couldn't help but not enjoy that that race it was uh like 56 laps and and um just that tropical feel the way they had, had everything designed and the colors they used, the it was really they had that Miami vibe, that Miami feel. So is that a little competition for Coda? Well, I think it is, and I understand they have like a ten-year uh, contract. They sign like a ten-year contract to have this race down there in Miami. So it's coming back, and I I believe they only limited the ticket sales. I heard to like eighty-five thousand or something like that. So they had they didn't have overwhelming numbers of people, but it was the people that went said good things about it. And I mentioned Joe Casello from WFO radio. I, f I follow him on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everything. And he was there. He actually got tickets for, to take his dad and, and Giovanni, his friend um, who co-hosts the show with him and everything. And, and they, they went and they had a blast and they, they took pictures and videos and everything. And just uh, to, to see uh, all it, the coverage through him and everything, what he did, it looked really cool. And then I saw it on TV. I watched the whole thing. That's why I missed part of the NASCAR race, Don, because I was watching the Formula One race. But I DVR'd both of them. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I wanted to check out this race. But, you know, 
this is going to be a competition for coda but coda is a purpose-built track for formula one racing but also i want to mention that in 2023 november of 2023 formula one is coming to las vegas oh yeah that's right they announced a race there now i tell you one thing you know vegas gets, gets hopping on all these other um sporting events and everything that, that goes on you know and different times you know people like to go out there and bet like super bowl and you know final four and all that but um this is going to be huge in vegas they're going to run part of the the race on the on the strip out in front of the uh they're going to, it's going to be around the caesar's palace area but part of it's going to run down the strip and everything like that and they're expecting i heard up to five hundred thousand to possibly a million people coming in to, to vegas for this event they expect it to sell out all the hotels and, you know, there's a lot of hotel rooms in Vegas. Oh, yeah. But they expect that this to be a huge deal when it comes to Vegas in November 2023. And I'm telling people, my friends that go out there normally to make trips out there, don't don't go then because you're going to be in, you know, Vegas is madhouse. You've been there before. Oh, yeah. You know how crowded it gets and everything. But can you imagine for Formula One racing? what it's going to do and that is going to be a hell of an of event uh but it's going to be a crowded one too it's crazy because if you remember i want to say it was a year or two ago i think it was on our show we uh-huh. have audio and i think it was joy logano i know brad because or if it wasn't joy it was brad brad's the one that's brought up before that he would like to see races ran like a like a street course race ran um mm-hmm. but I think it was Joey Logano um, that the question was posed to, if, you know, if there was going to be a street race, where would you or if there was any race that you could run in the United States that y'all would run the NASCAR race at, where would it be? And he said a street race at Vegas would be awesome. And, well, see, and now look, Formula One jumped on that before NASCAR could jump on it. And, you know, NASCAR is already starting to think outside of the box for the future and um I don't know if you listen to anybody listens to uh, you or anybody else listens to uh, Kelly Crandall, the racing writers podcast. She had Steve O'Donnell on the other day and um, he was talking about, you know, NASCAR looking ahead and different things. But I tell you what, depending on how this race goes in 2023 with the layout of the course, I tell you what, Don, I could very well see a race being held on that same circuit for, for the NASCAR cup cars. And wouldn't it be cool running at night under, under well, that's all the... That's what I was going to say. That's what Joey said, is it needed to be at night under the lights and stuff of Vegas. And I think the Formula One race is going to be under the lights. That's going to be that's gonna be That's going to be awesome. They should light the cars up like they did, like NASCAR does at Nashville. Honestly, I mean, you should. Yeah, they uh, ought to. Oh, that would be insane. Uh, I'm, so I'm, there's, I'm, there's some good stuff coming down the pike here, possibly for, for racing and, and NASCAR and opportunities and formula one it'd be it'd be neat to see them all you know i don't know if they could do a back-to-back weekend thing or on the same weekend or you know but well, never know never know it's funny and i'm glad you know it's you and i sit down and we talk and we kind of do a running order of what we're yeah. going to do a, a loose rundown we used to be very very strict about that now it's like yeah and I like it because, Mike, we're going in reverse of what we wrote down, which I think it's going to work even better. I really do. I, I kind of yeah. like hitting these other things. And then we'll talk about what happened. We'll discuss. We'll listen to our audio and everything and discuss the NASCAR thing. We'll preview Kansas. We'll, we're going to talk a little bit about Texas Motor Speedway coming up, too. And then we'll give our picks and then we'll end it. So I, I like this. Let's do Let's stay in reverse here. But I wanted but, to 
Oh, go ahead. No, well, go I was ahead. just going to say, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, though, about the Formula One race is because I didn't see it. But again, I didn't even know that Danica was a part of it until I start seeing the Danica bashing on on Twitter and stuff. And people get the, this is what cracks me up about people. They will find Remember, I talked about this. It's like if it's not her outfit, it's something they're going to talk about something here. Let me. By the way, she looked cute in the outfit she had on. OK, well, two things before <laughs> I even like because I didn't see what she had on. But let me tell you, I'm not sure if you've paid attention or not or seen, and I shouldn't say paid attention, but seen on her Twitter feed. I have. I know where you're going. She recently came out of surgery of having her implants removed because she was very, very ill from from her implant surgery. And she's been very vocal about it. She's had her doctor on her podcast and stuff and has been very vocal about this. And I think it's great. And I I really – I'm not sure if it was discussed or talked about during the race because a a bunch of people would probably think, well, what the hell does that need to be discussed? Why not? That's a platform that she has. And, you know, I'm sorry, but even if even though that there may be a lot of male fans watching the race, guess what? They probably have wives or girlfriends and a large portion of them probably in some way, shape or form have had implant surgery or know somebody that, you know, and and it's dangerous. And a lot of women are having these removed. And for her to, you know, the sign she talks about, the signs and everything that she had was going through and things that yeah. she, she was sick. She was really genuinely sick. I'm sure she was still, you know, even after she had to remove them, I'm sure she was under a lot of pain and to be able to stand out there in the, in the Florida heat and do all that for hours. Cause I think they had like a two hour uh, pre-race show that she was involved in. And, and, but uh man, uh, what a, what a message that she was bringing the other day when she was talking about all that. And, you know, a lot of people have, you know, body acceptance issues and, they they feel bad about themselves and stuff like that and 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 she kind of addressed that a little bit you know and and so i I thought it was a very powerful statement that she made she's gone through a huge transformation that i don't think a lot of people realize she's always been very athletic um and and into health and stuff but she really kind of started going and and some people will say it's weird you know whatever to each their own she has become very spiritual in a sense and Mm -hmm. and like really kind of gotten in touch with who she is spiritually and um you know through yoga and and a lot of other um, meditation and that sort of stuff and she's found a lot of balance in her life um i think that you know her breakup and stuff back with aaron Rodgers was really more difficult than than you know she or anyone else ever really knew and understood and in the end it's kind of karma because i think things have kind of fallen through with him and this whatever but um but she moved on and she's met someone and she's extremely happy with and and you know she just seems a lot more balanced and focused and stuff these days um but mike one of the things i was going to tell you is of all the things that people could pick Somebody was bitching about the fact that I guess she was asked about what she's excited about for the weekend there in Miami or to see at the race thing. And she said to see all the celebrities. Yeah. And somebody, I mean, people started going after, oh, she's not excited about the race or this, you know, with the race. Oh, it's the celebrities. That's how out of touch she is. And it's like. Why? I mean, because she it's a big thing to see all these celebrities come out and, and see these racing events. That's. I mean, we do it in NASCAR. We talk about it. I, I just, I don't get it. Every NASCAR race, there's some celebrity there that's either the grand marshal or the official starter or the flag person that day or whatever they, they have them doing. We, a lot of people forget 
too that she was married at one time mm-hmm. when she was in a car race and then she went through a divorce and everything and then took a lot of criticism for that yeah so you know the the poor poor gal can't you know win for losing here i mean it just you know it's 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 sad but uh anyway back to miami um great 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 race great course uh they had a i don't know if you saw the part where they had the boats look like they were I docked. Didn't see anything no oh you gotta you gotta go to youtube and, and look at that they they had a makeshift you know how it is in monaco where all the boats are i was are? gonna say was it like a makeshift monaco <laughs> yeah but they had the 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 concrete the, the asphalt and concrete all painted like 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 it was blue water and they had these boats that That's... were they put and they had they actually built like a dock and everything and they had they they were on the boat boat stands or whatever you call them um, trailers whatever you keep them on and they had um people on the boats partying and they had like like a boardwalk and they had a, they had a beach area that they a makeshift beach area and from from the from the aerial shots it looked real boats parked there actually parked there i mean it was really cool the the colors that they used and and if you haven't anybody hasn't seen this go to youtube and put down um makeshift boat marina whatever a formula one race type, type that in you'll see a bunch of videos that come up that some of the news outlets did and everything well that explains a tiktok video or something that i saw on instagram or twitter or something where some kid or some guy or whatever goes and like looks like he's jumping off the boat to jump in the yeah <laughs> in the water and he jumps on the concrete and he's rolling all around or whatever yeah so that explains yeah. that. I didn't even know yeah. that that was part of it. I just saw that video. <laughs> so. several, several of the of the news people in Miami did that story where they were going to jump in the water. Like, oop! I think I'm not going. To, I can't go under the water. But I want to mention too, Dawn, about the celebrities. You know, there were some a lot of celebrities at this race, and people, you know, bitching at Danica for mentioning that. But hey, think about this. You know, bring the celebrities in. They're going to bring their friends and their people with them, and and. This is new fans to the sport, you know. This this brings in new new fans, believe it or not. I mean, you know, I, I look at the Pitbull and Michael Jordan and different people that have gotten into NASCAR now, you know. And well, same thing. Formula One always bring in. I mean, like no matter where they go, there's celebrities and royalty, and I mean, it. There's always prestigious yeah. people at the races. Oh yeah, there were a bunch of them there at you know at the Formula One race in Austin. You know Matthew McConaughey's always there. Uh, uh, Matt LeBlanc, who was on Friends, he's been there. Uh, Matthew Perry's been there. Um, a lot of singers and performers and musicians and actors and actresses. They've all been to these races. Just people just picking on Danica. I mean, that's what they yeah. had to go to, which I think they, is stupid. Bitch about bitch about anything, you know. Yeah. And I forget them. <laughs> yeah. In the words of William Byron, you effing idiot. No, <laughs> was it effing idiot? Is that what it was, or moron? No, uh, I think effing idiot. I think. Okay, I think he was effing idiot. Okay, but he did call him a moron too. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that in a little bit. So, well, so, I'll have to go back and watch highlights of of the Formula One race. There, it just seems to me like F one is really trying to capitalize or or they are capitalizing on this popularity wave all of a sudden that they started and i i, I mean mike again the i don't document, the documentary helped that's what i was going to say is it that netflix documentary that has really kind of helped peak that and and bring interest um you know i don't know a lot of the 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 drivers and stuff i know some names and all but um 
Uh, well, they're so they're all foreigners, you know, and and you know Max Verschrotten and you know and Daniel Rico, I think is his name, and then you got Josh Hamilton and all these other. I, I don't even know half the names. Fernando Alonso, I know races has raced before, and well, Lewis it, Hamilton, right? Or, uh, Lewis Hamilton, yeah. What did I say, Josh Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Lewis Hamilton, because I'm sitting here yeah. thinking about, I was going to say, I know Lewis Hamilton is a very controversial, you either like him or you hate him. I mean, he's that guy. He's the Kyle Bush, I guess, kind of, a. Yeah. you know, he has that. I've always liked him. And what I like about him is, and, and maybe this is something I think he's getting a lot of extra hate on him over the last couple of years because he's taken on kind of the Colin Kaepernick role of Formula yeah. One. But let me tell you. I don't, you know, and again, I don't want to get into politics, but I applaud the guy because, A, he's not from here, so he doesn't need to worry. I mean, it's not his place or whatever, but he's trying to bring awareness. They were in Miami, and I love the fact that he was tweeting. He was out there publicly in in support of women's right to choose and women's rights, yeah. you know, and, and the fact – because it is. It's embarrassing. I mean, it really is embarrassing. I, I know I'm going to uh, – piss off a lot of people that listen to the show but i just find it embarrassing when people from other countries look at us like oh my god are you serious like y'all that's the rule that you have you know like we live in the stone age still with certain yeah. with certain things that we do but i just i applaud lewis hamilton for taking you know his platform that well, he has and you know because it risks a lot a lot of money yeah. a lot of sponsorships and stuff but he puts himself out there very controversially and in nine times out of ten i have to tell you in fact i i don't even want to say nine times out of ten because lately it's been ten out of ten i'm right there with him on, yeah. on the things that he's taking social stands on and i you know i think it's good i think more more people need to use their platform mike is i i just i feel I know yeah. some people don't like that, but. And what was this controversy? And maybe you caught this. I, I didn't catch it. I only caught part of it. But with Mother's Day this weekend and everything going on, something about they were telling him he, he might not be able to wear his jewelry or something. Yeah. He, he said, if I can't wear my jewelry, I just won't race. Right. And which I guess. I'll just you know, watch a race from wherever he said. I saw something about that too. And I'm sure, know. you know, that just went, gave people fuel, you know, for their, oh, he's such a prima donna. It's funny because my, my sister-in-law um, in South Africa is a huge form. Well, Craig, my husband was a huge Formula One fan yeah. for years and years. And he, he hadn't watched it in years. And now he's started watching again um, because his sister's kind of gotten him watching it. But she is not a Lewis Hamilton fan. Mm. And it's and it's kind of weird though because I listen loosely to their conversations. Yeah. And I almost get the the idea that they don't like him because they just feel like he's too showboaty and like my husband's like he's a crybaby and I'm like what do you mean? Cuz he was upset last year because he felt like he got shit on, I guess. I don't know what's the word, you know. I mean, he felt yeah. like he got screwed out of something. Yeah. I don't know that that makes him a crybaby, but but my husband's old school. He's like a Michael Schumacher fan. So everything that he's, oh, yeah. he reminds me of the old NASCAR fans back in the day. These guys don't know. They're, they're, and, and I tell him, I'm like, but the sports change, Craig. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, the sport, I have to, I have to go there with him too, but because he gets mad because he doesn't feel like these guys are actual drivers anymore because the car is different than what it was back in Michael Schumacher's day. But I tell you what I've, you know, I've covered three, three years in a row. I covered from, uh, 
2013, 14, and 15, the Formula One race here in Austin, they are fabulous cars. I mean, there's so the technology that's in, in these cars, and they're so secretive. You know, you can't really, when you walk through the paddock area, they got everything partitioned and blocked off. You can't see what they're doing and everything. And you go through like a maze to get in there to see the car and everything. And they're, they're very, um, very secretive and, you know, they keep everything. They don't want any secrets getting out about what they're doing and everything, but it, the technology is amazing. And the whole atmosphere is amazing at the Formula One race with the, all the sweets and the women and the jewelry and the wine and the cheese. And <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, they, they, it's, it's going, it's down. I mean, and I, this Miami race, they had all these tropical drinks I saw and they had, you know, dancers and it, it was the whole, if you like that Miami vibe, remember, remember Miami vice and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We that we grew up with that in the in the eighties, I think it was, and it had that feel to it. You know, they really brought there was that a lot of like uh, South Beach kind of stuff. Oh, to, okay. I, I was gonna say, was there guys in like oversized white jackets with you know? Oh yeah, you saw fans dressed in the max. You know, pink and turquoise. And the Don Johnson shirt. look. Yeah, white loafers <laughs> with without socks. Awesome. Uh, yeah, but it well, was I, really it was really cool. Well, you know what? I promise at some point I will go to the Formula One race because I do want to check it out. Just, you know, just to say that I I remember, Mike, I remember looking back years ago when we first started this. And again, this is our 18th year doing this. And yeah. I remember there for like the first four or five years, now nah, maybe three years, I didn't go to IndyCar. Remember, I was like, I, I was all NASCAR. I was just NASCAR. Oh, yeah. I, I kept telling you, you got to go see the IndyCar. And I went to IndyCar and then all of a sudden I'm like, holy, you know, and then fell in love with IndyCar. So who knows? I mean, um, I I, I would, you know, I'm not opposed to going to it. So I I would like to go to it. I just, I've tried to watch a few. It's IndyCar on steroids. Well, I've tried to watch a few races though, Mike, and I'll be honest with you. And I'm going to, you know, and, and here I'll get some crap for this too when I say it, but I just, I find it single file racing. It's boring. I don't, well, there's not a lot of passing and stuff. There's yeah. not a lot of strategy there. So if I, if I could get to a race where, or if I see a race where there's a lot of passing and that kind of thing, then yeah. But I, I mean, if not, it just seems like it's, and it's so right. short. <laughs> yeah. Well, the 56 laps, it was over in two hours. Yeah. That's why people are like, NASCAR needs to look at that. And I'm like, no, yeah. See, and I don't like that. I don't like when people try to compare NASCAR is not formula one, formula one. No. You know, now Indy is not NASCAR. The, it's different they're, style. They're own, they're own, it's each has its own entity, you know. And let, that's let, what, NASCAR, let NASCAR be NASCAR. Let IndyCar be IndyCar. Let Formula One be Formula One, you know. Formula NASCAR, One is all about the speed. Wouldn't you say it's speed? Speed, technology, and then right. all the, the high class and stuff that comes with it all. NASCAR is about the finesse, the strength, the power I would say, I mean, you know, the of a, of a stock car. Yeah, the I mean, a stock car. Right. It's it's just different. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's like, I mean, why don't you try to compare NHRA to NASCAR then too? You can't. I mean, it's two different. No. It's, it's racing, yeah. but they're two different things. So, anyway. Although speaking of NHRA, they're going to be. Say, let's go right into let's, it. Let's go into that real quick. Then we'll come back to <laughs> William Byron and Logano. Yeah. Uh, NHRA will be at the. Um, Richmond uh, Dragway uh, Drag Strip there in Richmond. This uh, I believe th- this coming weekend. And and uh, what I was going to tell you what's funny about NHRA, which you've been to one of the races, 
last week they had the uh, the last race they had the four wide nationals at charlotte and they had four cars you know going down the track at the same time because there's four lanes that's forty four thousand horsepower mm-hmm. wow they showed the entire starting lineup at talladega and all the engines at talladega and all the cars don't even don't add up to the four cars in HRA. And you remember how Eddie Gossage was my track's bigger than your track and yeah. my facility's bigger. Than, it, it kind of reminded me that because NHRA did that. They did a side by side, you know, us and them. Our cars a ladder. <laughs> and we 44,000 HP. And then they had it was something like, I don't know, like 9,000 or something. <laughs> it was an astronom- astronomical smaller number, you know. Well, well and, I mean, what's a NASCAR horsepower is like, what's. 800 didn't it used to be like a thousand i don't remember what i have to try to find that meme and and show it okay, to you it, yeah. it just it just was just funny we're talking so where's about where's nhra going next richmond oh yeah that's right hello i have it written down stupid girl <laughs> yeah. um see i make a rundown i didn't even look at it yes nhra will be at richmond virginia uh yeah hello don you were just talking about the fact that you will be in norfolk virginia this this coming weekend yeah, virginia nationals and uh so uh, should be a good race and all that. Call them the Virginia Slims. Well, yeah. Remember <laughs> <I'm sure>. those? <laughs> I still, still see make- women smoking those things and big old long skinny cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like smoking a like a popsicle butt or a lollipop <laughs> stick or whatever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they were that, they were real small like that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know, you know what I'm talking about, you know. And I remember smoking lollipop sticks too when i was little or pretending to because that would be isn't that like the weirdest thing when when we were were kids they had candy cigarettes and they blew smoke out of them (laughs) that shot would come out yep yep or we and we had gum like gum that were cigarettes too or cigars or something bubble gum cigars and then we had to remember the 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 uh, bubble gum that was shredded like like tobacco like like, yeah (laughs) <laughs> you get some grape tuck it in your lip walk around and what's funny is like doing it as a girl walking around big old <laughs> got my big lead chew. and that was like our thing too like we'd go to um in elementary school so you know i mean like we'd play baseball whatever but kickball was like our thing so we'd oh, go yeah. there play kickball and get our big lead chew out and you know <laughs> open up the pouch and you roll the pouch back and put it in your pocket heck yeah you know, oh, awesome. you think about you think about all that. You know, the candy cigarettes, the f- cigars that look like bubble gum, or that were bubble gum, the beach chew, gum chew stuff, whatever you drink saying. a root beer. Yeah, a root, root beer. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> we drink out of a water hose, you know, in the front garden. <laughs> it's a wonder we're all alive still. Well, we're alive because we have great immune systems. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Sorry, why our age, our 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 age group survived COVID. <laughs> hey, are you still working on um, what's his name in NHRA? Matt Hagen. Yes, we're okay, getting that on. Yes, yes. Okay, on. because I'm like obsessed now. All right. Oh I've yeah. Watched the video a couple of times. I'm just telling you. Yeah, and he was showing off the uh, the brand. The brand the other day, how it's looking. <laughs> shirtless i need to go watch that again okay. <laughs> there's no shame here so and then um indycar preview really quick uh the grand prix at indianapolis is this weekend yeah uh, which is which kind of gives you just a little a little taste you know this is the road course part but it gives you a little bit of, a, a little taste of what you're gonna 
possibly see the 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 glitz, the glam, and all that that is the Indy 500 coming up at the end of the month, uh, Memorial Day weekend. But well, um, the Grand Prix is fun. I like the Grand Prix. Yeah, that's right. It, this is the kick, kicks off, you know, the month of May and at, at Indy Dawn, and it's a road course, and it always has a a good finish and a good good race. And Jimmy Johnson, you know, you have to look at him as a possible. A guy who uh, has a lot of laps on that track. He's raced, you know, in stock cars around there before, and and he, so he, uh, he, I know he had a preview, a little preview today that he did uh, for the, with the media at a golf tournament that they were doing to raise money for some kind of foundation or whatever. And he was talking about how excited he is to get back and everything. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing him, and uh, I'm sure they're going to have you know a good event. And then we have the qualifying coming up, I think, the following weekend, and then. The big Indy 500 is Memorial Day weekend, so it should be a good weekend. We have the Coke 600 coming up, and then NASCAR between those two weekends, Don. NASCAR all-star race at Texas Motor Speedway, and they've got a lot of fun things lined up for that, including that Blake Shelton concert, the one-hour concert before the race. It's going to be really good. Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup are all there that weekend, so it should be a great weekend of racing. Get your tickets now. And the All-Star Race will be a Sunday night instead of a Saturday, so yeah. Saturday evening, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be out there, too. So, Mike, and we've been discussing, because um, I'll get back from Virginia on that Thursday, uh, and then we were just discussing, we're going to hopefully both be out there on Friday, and we'll do a show from there on Friday, and then get that uploaded as quickly as we can. Yeah, and we'll have a third person in there, because my son's going to be there. Your son's going to be there. Yeah, he um, loves to talk sports and NASCAR and everything. So he'll. I, I love it. It's his first time on the uh, inside of the track to be on the inside of the track covering the race because he's been there as a spectator, but now he's going to do the uh, media side. So aren't you excited forward. about it? Yeah, I really am. Um, he, I know he's looking forward to it as well. And then he's going to follow up with the Big 12 baseball championship at uh, Globe Life Field there in Arlington. So. Uh, Awesome. He's got a two weeks of great stuff to do. And it's going to be fun. This, this, this month's going to be busy for us. Well, and I know, I know when I took Caleb, my oldest son to, yeah. the, to the track the first time when he, once he turned 18 and I took him uh, there and he was, you know, got to do the media side of stuff. Um, he only went for one day though. Cause he got sick. Um, but I, it, it was fun for me because I, I wanted him to see, okay, so this is what mom's been doing all these years, you know, yeah. I mean, when she goes and stuff and, um, and he thought it was cool when he was there. And, uh, but oh, I was gonna say on top of your son being there, we're going to have, um, my good friend, Philip Tanner, former Dallas Cowboy mm -hmm. running back and Dallas Cowboy coach. He, he hung out with, with us at Indy for the, um, it, blah, let me back up. He hung out with us at the, uh, Indy race at Texas, which was his first ever race ever to go to. And wow. He's going right. to be back and he's going to go to, he's really wanting to see NASCAR. So he's going to come and hang out with us all weekend there for NASCAR. And then our, uh, our good friend, Bernard Pollard, of course, another former NFL player, uh, Super Bowl champion himself with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Bernard will be out there with Ally, um, as he told us earlier in the season on our show. So Bernard will come visit with us and, um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter the other day, but I called him my brother from another mother and he was like, he's let's go, you know, him and his let's go thing. So, um, I love it, but, um, well, Hey, let's go into, into in depth here with what we saw at Darlington and what pissed most people off. Um, 
and and our thoughts on it. And that's Joey Logano getting the win. Finally, you know, one of the guys that we were talking about for the last few weeks that was winless, had been kind of up there, you know, a couple of times, but um, finally got the win. The way he did it, I guess some people saw as being controversial. Mike, you want to kind of set it up and talk to us about how, how that came down there on that final lap? Well, he, you know, got into William Byron. Byron kind of slowed down. It looked like is what I, what I saw. If I'm if I have it right, and and then he got around them. They had hit and touched and everything. And then you know, it just uh, one of those racing deals. I mean, you're you're right. You know, people need to understand. William Byron already got into the chase or to the playoffs. He's locked in, but Logano is not. And Logano races for Roger Penske. And Penske wants a win, and there's a lot of pressure. We've been talking about this with these guys, you know. We've seen it with Kyle. Now, Kyle got that win, you know, at, at Bristol, but um, had, the, had the incident that took place at that race didn't happen, Kyle would, would still maybe be trying to get a win. And and so I think there's all this pressure, and, and it, Logano did what he had to do, move him out of the way, and got the lead. and took the checker flag. Well, I'm going to wait to give my take. Um, I want us to play the audio first. Uh, so we're, I know you have audio with, of course, on the front stretch with Jamie Little there uh, with Joey Logano. And, um, and then you said uh, William Byron has his, his view on it, right? right. So Joey gives his view and then William gives his view. Okay. So let's yep. listen to the views. And then, and then after that, I know we've got Jeff Gordon giving his view. So All once right. we get everybody's views on it, then yeah. we'll give our views, okay? Okay, okay. So here's uh, Joey Logano first, and then William Byron fo- follows up here. Yeah, you're not going to put me in the wall and not get anything back. That's how that works. But, uh, man, super proud of uh, the Shell Penzel team getting a victory here in Darlington. You know, it's like you're getting it's, uh, I never won here in a cup race before. So, so proud of uh, this race team. Great execution all day long. And, uh, man, I tell you what, the coolest thing is getting this car in the victory lane. This is the car where it all started for me back in 95 uh, in a quarter midget. And it really, honestly, all the young kids racing out there right now, this could be you. I got Silver City Quarter Midget Club on the back. All the cool things that uh, went along with this car and to get into victory lane just means uh, so much to me. And and William Byron leading right there at the end. And we just heard from Joey and it sounded almost like it was a retaliation thing. Did you guys have something happen before that? No, I mean, we were really close off of two and I think it spooked him and got him tight and he was right against the wall and I got the lead. And he's just an idiot. I mean, he, he does this stuff all the time. I've, I've seen it um, with other guys. And I mean, he drove in there 10 mile an hour too fast. And with these next-gen cars, you know, he slammed me so hard, it knocked the whole right side off the car and no way to make the corner. So, um, yeah, he's just a moron. He, he can't win a race. Um, so he does it that way. So, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. It was close racing on the restart. We were faster than him, obviously. At the end, right rear started to go away, and um, yeah, he didn't even make it a contest. There you go, Don. So that's the initial words from those two. I just, I just need to ask one question. Yeah, right? has William Byron won a championship? No. Joey Logano has though, right? Oh yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because. Yeah. According to William Byron, Joey Logano can't win races. So I, I just wanted to, you know, set the record straight that 
one of y'all is a past champion. The other one is not. So you might want to kind of watch what you say. But again, I, I get it. Heat of the moment. He said some other things uh, that it, the audio is a little hard to hear. So we're not going to play it right now. But if you if you hang out, if you know, if you're someone that listens to our show regularly, regularly, that's one of those words that's hard to say. Um, regularly. <laughs> yeah. See, you, <laughs> see, it is. Um, if you listen to our show often, then, you know, we like to have little nuggets that we add in. Yeah. I'm going to try my, my, my best to get that unedited audio from good, hearty, wholesome Christian boy, William. Martin. And I, I shouldn't even say that because I don't, I don't want to be one of those people, but oh my God, he got so much flack on Twitter and stuff for, yeah. wow, Mr. And what is it? Liberty University, isn't that who yeah. his like sponsor is or whatever. So, you know, one of the holier than thou, <laughs> no, no pun intended. Yeah. So, cause there was, there was some other choice words that were used to describe Joey Logano when he was talking with Jeff Gordon. Now, Jeff Gordon, you know, has... Jeff Gordon has a history there too with Joey Logano, um, but uh, Jeff had Jeff had some viewpoints, didn't he? Yeah. So here's what Jeff Gordon had to say, and they interviewed him on the front straightaway as well, right after the race. So here's here's Jeff Gordon. I'm here with Jeff Gordon after a pretty wild and exciting last few laps here at Darlington. Uh, tell me your thoughts about uh, the move with Logano and Byron. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's unfortunate to see, uh, you know, a win be taken away from you on the last lap like that. Um, you know, Logano's aggressive, and, and I mean, Williams' car, I believe, was getting really, really loose. So Logano had a shot at him to do it clean and uh, chose to do it a different way. So, you know, that's, uh, that's cup racing, and, you know, it was, uh, it was a wild day, and tore up a bunch of cars, and, uh, you know, it's un- unfortunately we didn't come away with it with a, with a better finish. By your standards, did you think it was a fair move? If I was in the car, I'm not driving. You know, th- those guys have to settle that out there. I, I would have liked to have seen it done different. Um, I'm sure jo- Joey's going to justify it, and William's got a payback uh, coming to Joey, I'm sure, at some point. So that's the way it works. You've seen the evolution of the sport. Acceptable being aggressive is now not even aggressive really. It's it's a lot more than that. Is this just what the Cup Series is now late in the race? Well, well, I mean, you know, listen, a win is important. It's hard to come by, and you want to you know go get those things in, in, in every way you can. Your team works hard, uh, but you know, you you think about running the back of a guy at a Martinsville or something like that, but you don't really see that at a Darlington. So I think that's the only thing that makes this one stand out. Well, like I say, he's an aggressive driver. So no, it doesn't surprise me. And on that audio there is courtesy of Jeff Gordon online is where I found that, uh, okay. that, that piece. And, and you can hear some other reporters there, uh, asking questions and everything. But um, uh, by the way, uh, Logano has 28 career victories now. (laughs) I wonder if he got them all from being an idiot and that's how he's gotten them. I don't. And talk about it, you know, aggressive driving. I mean, hello, Dale Earnhardt senior, Daryl Waltrip, Rusty Wallace. I mean, I can go down the line and mention a bunch of others, you know, Mm -hmm. over the years. Uh, There's been a lot of aggressive drivers over the years. And you're racing for a win, and and right now, you know, Logano's trying to get in himself in the playoffs. So, again, I mean, I I don't know what people are upset about, but let's hear a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll definitely, you know, okay, yeah, I want to say because I was gonna, the only thing I was going to say is I've heard Joey say in the past, and I'm going to use something that he said in the past. Um, he may say it here later on. I'm not sure, but one thing that he's always said is. 
He is not the kind of driver that is going to be bullied. He's not going to be pushed around. That's not how you win races, and that's not how you win championships. And him and Brad Keselowski, I'm telling you, we've talked about this for years. That's that Penske mentality that I love. Yeah. Um, they don't, they're not there to make friends. They're not there to hang out with folks in the garage and, you know, and it's all fun and games. They're there to win. And it's a last lap. It wasn't, they were going for a win. And for Jeff to say he could have passed him cleanly. I don't know that. You don't know that. How do we yeah, know? No. I mean, we, I, 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 I'm obviously giving away my take, so I may as well just say it. I watched what William Byron, William Byron ran him up into the wall. Yeah. Earlier. He did. Earlier. Now, it, yeah. did he do it intentionally? Did he do it? I don't know, but he yeah. did it. And yeah. so, you know, if you're going to give, you have to get. And even if he didn't, it's a bump and run. That is exactly what I saw. And bump yeah. and run is one of those things that you associate with short track racing. Darlington is a short track. I, yeah. I don't understand. Yes, I do understand. What I understand, Mike, is, and I, I tweeted this out earlier and I put it on Facebook, is this that kind of move the reaction to that kind of move is all based on one thing who the driver is that does it if you reverse yeah. that role and if it was william byron that did that to joey logano there Ooh. would have been cheers everywhere and it would have been the move yeah. of the race and whatever but when joey logano does it it's dirty it's aggressive it's this it's that and it's the oh. same way if brad does it if kyle does it there's just certain drivers that will – that's what they will get labeled as when they make those kind of moves. And I'm sorry. To me, that's championship move. And maybe William Byron, who doesn't have a championship – yes, he has a couple of wins this season. I get that. But he's not a champion yet. And maybe that's the kind of moves he needs to put in his repertoire. And by the way, Jeff Gordon, I saw you in your past previous <laughs> oh, driving yeah. make some pretty – questionable moves yourself so um well, i'm just yeah. saying you know yeah let's go if we're going to go down memory lane we can do that i mean well, don't definitely you like how they're always asked and i here's the thing you always ask a driver or or how many interviews have we heard mike and jeff said it in this one it, it's the classic answer would you have made that move well, I wasn't driving, was I? That's yeah. not what we asked you. To me, that's you avoiding the the, the answer, which was, Question, yeah, yeah. I would have made that move because I wanted yeah. to win. If you're not going to make that move, and don't tell me, oh, no, I would have waited to pass. No, if you knew that that's the move you have to make to get that checkered flag, and especially if you haven't had a win yet this season – and you know you've got it. You're in an, a position. You're making the move. Wasn't the sport built on all this? This kind of activity. I mean, it, the, the, doesn't the NASCAR fans? Haven't we been hearing them complaining? It's so boring. Nobody does anything, and it's all you know, fixed and everything. And there's no fun anymore. And the drivers can't do this and that. Well, hello, the, Joey moved them out of the way and got the win. Yeah. Great. You know, great finish. A few weeks ago, we saw two guys get together and spin out and the third place guy running at the time won the damn race. Yeah. Well, the excitement. This is what NASCAR is all about. This is what it should be. I mean, let's let them do this and, and stop exactly. complaining about, you know, it's not right. I heard a stat today, Mike, that and for me to say it because you're the stat person, but Nine out of the 12 races so far this season have been won on a last lap pass. And that to me is great. That's I all mean, that, that's what everybody wants, right? Yeah. 
You're I right. Mean, so I don't know. I hate it. I've we've we've discussed this earlier in the season. Yeah. I'll say it again. That's last lap. Anything goes, in my opinion. I don't care if you put somebody in a wall. I don't care if you spin them. I, I don't care. I don't find that move. I don't find it dirty, Mike. I find it yeah. a, ne- a necessity. You're not – if you're going to be that guy that you're more worried about your reputation as not being an aggressive or dirty driver, then – so you're willing to sit back and just take second place instead of going for a win. Yeah. If I'm If I'm a team owner – I don't want you on my team. We're there to win, boys. That's what we're there to do. And girls. So screw all of you people. Exactly. You know, I'm sorry. And and real quick, a quick stat. 24 lead changes among uh, 13 drivers. There you go. There you go. Again, this car is doing what it's supposed to do this year, you know, and and to have that many lead changes and that, um, that many drivers on a track this size. I mean, we had Logano leading, you know, um, eight times for 107 laps, but that's a lot of laps, but there are a whole bunch of others, you know, that led to, and that's, that's, that's cool. So one of the guys that made a great fin or had a great finish, and it's because of uh, strategy moves that they Mm -hmm. made uh, was Justin Haley. And uh, you know, you've mentioned that you've got audio Mm -hmm. from him as well. So here's what Justin had to say after the race on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think we probably had a 20th place car. Um, I wasn't very happy with it yesterday when we unloaded it. And obviously, we qualified 29, which is not good for anyone. So, um, yeah, like I said, just a, a trying day. We kept working at it, um, kept our heads in the game, and uh, never, never lost right. This is probably the most satisfying part is it is the hardest racetrack. So, uh, get my career high. I'm, I'm going to call my career high. Um, best finish here. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And Don, that that one is uh, courtesy of Fox Sports and NASCAR. Uh, uh, that audio there, and you can hear a lot of stuff in the background. That they're taking place out on pit road where they're moving equipment around and everything. So, kind of hard to hear part of that. But uh, well, well, but what a great finish for him, you know, uh, to get a uh, third place finish and at this track. And he said, like he said, he had a twentieth place car. I mean, good grief! Uh, that's a great, great finish for for a guy like him yeah he had a 20th place uh 20th place car and finishes there in the in the top five right um is that what you said yeah it finishes third yeah and then guys that had top three cars that finish in the 20th and back spots i mean it's just uh it's it's crazy but it is darlington that is the lady in the black and uh and I mean, it's it's everything that Darlington is when when these guys and the, the cool thing is, as we go back, it's the first race of the chase is Darlington. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. for the Southern 500. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be really cool. And I, I and I also like the we haven't talked much about the throwback, but, you know, the guys on the Fox set had the throwback uniforms on. That was kind of neat. Yeah. A lot of a lot of cool paint schemes and everything. This this uh, thing they do at Darlington is really cool. And I'd like to see something done like this, maybe in some with some other theme at some of the other tracks. I mean, I could see uh, the NHRA every once in a while in, in the uh, NHRA, you'll see a, a driver roll a car out there with a throwback to a guy that drove in the 70s or the 80s or whatever. Yeah, and the NFL, we do throwback yeah. jerseys and stuff yeah. in the NBA as well. So that'd be cool. Yeah. So I think maybe down the line. Another track could do something. It doesn't have to be a throwback. It could be a you know some kind of theme for a a cause or some some good thing like a charity or something. It'd be neat to have different 
things. Wouldn't that be cool just to do a charity, like a race, maybe like the all-star weekend race could be all for charity. Like, and, yeah. and all the cars represented a different charity or something. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, well, we see that sometimes at Charlotte for the Coke 600, you know, we see the, the patriotic theme sometimes with the, and the military guys names on the cars and stuff like that for Memorial day and everything. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunities there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, I know that you you have found some really good audio. And of course, uh, a lot of it in, ends up being uh, with our good friend, Bob Pockers, uh yeah. there, um, a lot of his audio, but it's from the media center. And a lot of folks don't, I always go and I retweet um, and, and or on Facebook, I'll share the media center post-race interviews, because I, I just think it's fantastic. And a lot of people don't I guess don't even know that you can you can hear them live or see them, but you're going to hear a lot more things in those post race interviews than what you hear on the post race or, or you know victory lane thing on TV and stuff. I mean they they usually get more in depth and stuff with the exactly, question. and that's what this is. The, the next three that we're going to play are all from the post race press conference. So the first one is uh, Logano his opening statement that he made about winning the race, what he thought. And so here's what uh, Joey had to say. Obviously, a really, really cool day uh, today to be able to drive that car into victory lane. Um, You know, I I think about that throwback and, you know, back in 95 is where it started for me uh, in Meriden, Connecticut. And, you know, if you think you told if I was a five-year-old self and I told my dad, hey, someday I'm going to put this thing on the pin in Darlington. I'm going to roll it next to you while you're driving an old Mustang. And then we're going to go win the race on Mother's Day. You know, you, you could never, you would never be able to imagine that, right? So uh, God just works in a serious way sometimes. And, um, you know, you think of the last week we had and be able to come back and redeem ourselves uh, after the last couple of weeks is, uh, says a lot about our race team, says a lot uh, about, um, you know, the, the, the ability to recover um, and, and staying strong uh, mentally and, um, able to get something here at Darlington. It's been a close one for me for a long time, so it's nice to get into victory lane for sure. And there you go, Don. So he was, you know, really happy to get in victory lane, and it meant a whole lot to him, and he, he got the win. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, he did. And and I, I think it's cool. I like his throwback. I like how it's thrown back yeah. to his first his first year. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, um, a lot of the times these reporters, well, we've sat through these press conferences. You, you know who – it's not afraid to talk and and ask the questions. Certain certain ones will sometimes ask the hardball questions or whatever. And a lot of these reporters ask these softball questions. You know, you might say, but anyway. But Bob Pockers from Fox Sports, he he's not afraid to ask. He just asks. So the next thing is, is he asked Logano, "Do you know that he called you a moron?" So here's how here's how that went down. Byron called you a moron. Do you care? <laughs> Bob, I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> a lot worse than moron, too. I I just witnessed a lot of it when I got out of the car, actually. <laughs> but uh no, I've I've that's fine. Whatever. Call me what you want. And when you were describing it earlier, you said you did what you had to do. So wh- wh- why why do you have to do? Is it is it because you can't afford people to drive you like that again? Is it strictly trophy or is it playoffs what what makes that move what you why do you have to do that i mean like i said before if you're willing to make the move to get the lead by doing that right by by running a car into the wall you have opened up the door 
for retaliation and to get a victory. And when it was only 20 something laps before that, uh, you got to expect it coming. That's why he went in the corner low and slow because he knew it was coming. Uh, you know, so that's, yeah. I mean, is it what you have to do? Yeah. You have to do that in that situation. You know, you, you're not going to get pushed around. You know what I mean? That's, there's no, uh, I'm not going to get bullied <laughs> that much. So, uh, you know, that's, that's how the sport works. Our sports work like this for years. Um, you know, like, like I said, if, if that wasn't how it happened, if that's not how he took the lead, I'm not making that move. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, race cleaner and try to, you know, make the pass a different way. But at that point I knew there's one, one way to guarantee a victory. And so I was taking that, taking that uh, maneuver at that point. All right, Don. So what do you, what do you think of that statement there? Well, I almost wish, okay, here's, here's what I'm going to say on that. I wish he wouldn't have said, if he didn't make that move on me, I wouldn't have raced him that way. I wouldn't have, because I don't feel like that matters. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it does in this, in the sense that he's, he's saying that that was why he did that, you know, why he came back up there. But I don't, even if he hadn't have put a bad move on him, I don't see any, I just don't see yeah. it. You're going for a win. I mean, you know, there are guys I have seen guys, I mean, numerous times drive that car or, or, you know, or have somebody come into the back of them and will drive that car sideways and keep it out of the wall and keep it clean and keep it straight and, and be able to continue on. Joey didn't spin him and knock him into the wall. Yeah. He came up from behind and he bumped him, but he even said, and I do, I do like that. He said you, he knew it was coming. He slowed down because of it. And so see, that's what Joey is saying. And I think that that's what people don't understand is Joey is seeing him already, you know, oh, well, this guy's already like almost like he was egging him on to do it. Like, why is he slowing yeah. up, you know, in front of me or whatever? So I, I don't know. I just again, I just think Joey gets a shitty rap. I really do. I mean, you know, I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I think it's people are making a mountain out of a mohill because it's Joey Logano that made the move. Yeah. You're right. Well, the next thing we have is uh, Bob Parker's asking the question, like, what exactly happened? And, and he trying to find out what really took place here. So here's what uh, Joey had to say. Uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. Uh, how much of the bump on Byron is normal racing for the lead with two to go? And how much is it from the contact on the restart? And how much is the, it from the dynamic that you've led 35 laps all year and maybe don't know when you'll be in that position again? No, I mean, to me, um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have gone straight to the bump and run if it wasn't for how he got the lead. Um, you know, he, he came off a of turn two and drove me right into the wall. And at that point, um, I'm lucky my car's not broken and I'm a very angry driver. And I think anyone in the field would probably agree if someone's going to be willing to do that to you, well, the gloves are off at that point. And uh, I knew if I got back there, what I was going to do and, and what I had to do. And so, uh, you know, that's, that was the way he wanted to race. So I said, let's go. Um, you know, if he passed me clean, it wouldn't have looked like that. Um, but that was, a that was a situation that was there in front of me. And, um, fortunately I was able to get back there and, uh, he obviously knew it was coming. He checked up into the corner pretty early. Uh, so he, he obviously knew it was coming. Um, but you know, I, they would have had to do, um, had to, had to win the race. It was very important to, to, to win and, and get into the playoffs, obviously, um, you know, and, and what everything means to winning here. And like I said, all those things go into the equation of, uh, making the decision. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> maybe from his size, but I felt the wall and his car all at the same time as I was sandwiched into the fence. So, uh, okay, cool. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you and your little, well, my, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny because I went and found, um, I had retweeted this last night. I believe it was mm-hmm. a, a, a guy named Tyler Watson. I thought he, he, nailed this um on on twitter he said look i'm not a joey guy and i'm not a william guy but you wall a guy and he's able to run you down again fair play and that's what i agree i i I said exactly you know if you're gonna make that move and you put him into the wall you make damn sure he can't catch you and you're slowing down letting him catch you so i don't i mean you know i i don't know and joey let's face it Joey had the car all weekend. I mean, that was the car to win the race. He was the fastest guy out there for the majority of the time. It was a damn fast car. And, you know, again, I am not going to fault dude for, for the move. I thought, I thought it was like he said, it was a fair move in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. So, um, will there be payback? Um, Probably. I don't know if it's going to happen at Kansas, but, um, it, it it may it may happen somewhere down the line. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if it does. Well, if they're smart, you save the payback until it comes down to the champ. You're both a title yeah. contender, so you save it for then. Now, when I say that, though, I'm saying that like as I'm gritting my teeth because I don't want to see um, a Matt Kenseth move on Joey. You know, I mean, yeah. I just thought I thought that was shitty you know, beforehand, but, um, you know, at the same time, Joey's a big boy and I I like the way Joey races and, you know, Joey's one of those guys too, that you can put the move on him and try to spin him. And he's one of those guys that'll drive it sideways. (laughs) I mean, um, so, and and great for the sport. Just going to say. So I got a couple questions to ask you here. We have 10 different winners and 12 races. Okay. So looking ahead now, and let me call up the point standings here for a second. I'm just going to run through the top 16 so you can hear who's – so Chase Elliott leads the standings. Byron is in second. Ryan Blaney, without a win, is in third. Logano moves up to fourth. Ross Chastain is fifth. Kyle Busch is sixth. Martin Truex Jr., who also doesn't have a win, he's seventh. Bowman's eighth. Kyle Larson is ninth. Christopher Bell's in 10th. Then you have Harwick in 11th now. Eric Amarola is 12th. Chase Briscoe is 13th. Um, Austin Dillon's 14th. And Tyler Reddick is 15th. And Eric Jones sits in the 16th spot. Don, who do you think of the normal big heavy hitter drivers that win a lot of races? Who do you think may not get into the playoffs this year? Just based on we're 12 races down, we got what? Well, we raced 26 races in the regular season. So, so we got 14. 14. Yeah. Who do you, who do you think um, doesn't doesn't make the playoffs? Kevin that, Harvick. You think Kevin? I'm going to say um, – I'm going to go with Harvick too. Okay. I, I think uh, unless he pulls out a win, I think he's going to possibly um, not make the playoffs. I mean, he, is, he did move up to 11th, and he had a good – I think he finished uh, this race. Let's see. Let me flip back here. I think he finished in the top 10 there. It's not not able to pull it up. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, 
And then the second question I was going to ask you, who, when you look at the drivers that doesn't normally make the playoffs, some of these back marker guys, these 20th place finisher guys, who gets in, who's not in yet, who you think might get in, who we normally don't hear from? Um, I'll say Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Uh, he's 15th right now. I'm going to go Eric Jones. Okay. Or, think, or Eric Jones, because I think one of those two um, is going to get I a think, win. Yeah, I think Eric Eric's going to get a win pretty quick. Eric, Eric didn't have a good race this this race, but he uh, he's been finishing consistently up there, and, and he's moved in the 16th spot. He's on the bubble spot. Suarez is right there. I was going to say that's my other one. I'm I'm on the bubble with both of them. And I tell you another one, uh, another two that possibly could get in is uh, Chris Busher or Justin Haley. Mm-hmm. If they, they they keep having finishes like they've had this year, like Justin, you know, just we just heard from him all ago. He had a great finish, but I mean, a little luck on his side, and he's the kind of guy that could sneak in there as well. So it's going to be interesting to look at these next few weeks coming up and going into the summer, the summer months here, the summer races to see how it all plays out. I mean, That's I could see as another guy. Yeah, yeah. There's only six slots available, and with 14 races, we could have some first-time winners get in and lock all this up. And yeah. shut some shut some of these guys out. So basically, what I'm saying is, if you're not watching NASCAR, if you stop watching it, or if you're wondering how it's all going to play out, the next few weeks are going to be really critical and very interesting. I think as far as the playoff picture, I think Truex stands a chance of getting of getting in of winning. Yeah. I'm I'm almost willing though to bet that Kyle Busch doesn't get another win. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, so, you know, then you could say that he, you know, may have been one of those guys that could have went winless if that wouldn't have, you know, happened the way that it happened. A couple. Yeah. Of now, ago. speaking of Kyle Busch, we haven't talked much about him this this tonight, but uh, we saw the incident where he got the, the wheel got hit and got turned in and that was done. It, his day was done. He parked it there trying to turn on to the entrance of pit the, into the pit area there and gets out of his car and walks off. They, they went to Fox showed him walking off, you know, going all the way to the hauler, but they showed Joe Gibbs there for a second. And Joe Gibbs had a look on his face. Like he was just completely disgusted. And I'm wondering if it's over with between those two. We've, we've, we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I said, I think Ty Gibbs is getting ready to move into the, to the, to the ride. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if 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 that's an indication of Kyle so frustrated with the way things have gone, and he's so fed up with what's going down between he and Joe Gibbs and the team. I think there's something there, and I I, I think the look on Joe Gibbs' face, and, and you can go to YouTube and see it. It it's it spoke volumes. Uh, just the look that he had on his face, Joe Gibbs. That is. I mean, basically, his take is it didn't matter. I mean, he's saying that the car didn't turn, but it doesn't matter. He, you know, I mean, he he's it was he, it was a Kyle Busch tantrum, is what it was. I'm gonna s- storm off and show them. Right. I'm done. I mean, I'm if done. the car doesn't turn, you let somebody come push it, or you know, you let your crew come push it, or whatever. But you don't get out of the car and leave it sitting there. And you don't abandon your car like that. Yeah, and then you just walk off. I mean, he was yeah. done. He, he could have drove it a little bit further. It was already turned. He could have yeah. drove it a little bit further and got it off, got it off the pit road where it's a safety issue. Now, NASCAR normally hands down fines on 
Tuesday. We're, we're we are recording on Monday. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get fined this week for doing that. Uh, we'll find out. Um, one thing I will say um, with Kyle Bush before we move on is, you know, uh, Trevor Bain uh, is on standby. He was on standby this weekend um, or this past weekend there at Darlington. He is on standby for Kansas to fill in for Kyle because uh, they are expecting, you know, again, him and Samantha have a surrogate that is carrying their, their yeah. baby daughter and they are expecting her in, to, I guess, be in labor anytime now. And so um, they will be delivering, which you know, he's got a lot on his plate with, with that. Yeah. It's been, and he's been catching a lot of damn flack from p- stupid fans on the internet g- on him and Samantha about what they're doing. That's not right. You shouldn't do that. You know, yeah. and, 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 and that's got to be hurtful as well. So I, I feel for both of them. It's very emotional time. She wanted another child so bad. Uh, they tried and tried and tried. And, and so this is how they're going to be able to have one. And, and I'm all for it. And, and uh, I, I wish him all the best, and I, I know that Kyle's probably under a hell of a lot of pressure with that as well. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, but that doesn't excuse it. That was the, the dipshit move of the week, I, and I'm telling you, I think that's going to be our <laughs> neat segment. We really need to, I need some sort of audio. I'm going to get with our with Chris Glasgow, and we're going to have some dipshit move of the week. <laughs> I promise you, I think it's brilliant. No, we, we should. Okay. Because there's so, always some dumbass that's done something. Yep. So the dipshit move of the week, once again, is Kyle Bush leaving his car on pit road and walking off. <laughs> uh, it was just, I, I it, it, it's such a, I mean, it's just such a Kyle Bush move. It's just, yeah. it's it awesome. So anyway, so there's that. So Mike looking ahead to Kansas, um, mile and a half track and who's your picks? Well, you know, I I went with Chase you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I finally got one. Yeah, one one when he won there at um, where was that that he won at? I can't remember where we were now. <laughs> Before Talladega, so. Oh, it was Talladega. No, was it? No. It was Talladega. Go. Where were what? we last week that we? Didn't oh, Dover. Get- Dover. That's where it was. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking uh, Kansas. You know, mile and a half track, cookie cutter track, usually boring race. Um, man, um, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Martin Trix Jr. for the win. Okay. And then my long shot here, uh, driver, I'm going to go Eric Amarola. Okay. He's due. And my really, really, really long shot. I'm going Eric Jones. I still think he's going to get a victory this, this week uh, or this, this year. And I was either going to pick him or Suarez, but I'll go Eric Jones. And if you want to pick Suarez, I'll let you have him. Uh, uh, yeah, because I have to pick Suarez until he wins. So, um, but my my pick of the week, my pick of the week, my my guy that I'm picking to win the race is Ross Chastain, who was another guy that was up there in at yeah. this race at Darlington. But Ross Chastain, I'm going to pick for the win. My long shot is going to be uh, Austin Dillon, and my okay. really really long shot. Actually, no, I'm going to switch that. My long shot will be Daniel Suarez. Um, so I'm going track house racing there. And yeah. then my really, really long shot will be Austin Dillon. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. And, and, and by the way, before we head out, let me mention too that Mr. Put it in the wall, usually every race, driver of the number 47, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., two weeks in a row with a top 10 finish, uh, keeps his car clean, keeps it in check, and, and has a, two top 10 finishes so far. So 
you know, I can't bag on the dude. I yeah. guess right now. But usually when when I see caution out and they haven't said anything, the first thing I usually say is, was it Stenhouse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, he finishes eighth. And the guy that I was talking about while ago, Harvick, he finished fourth. So, okay. yeah, that was a fourth place finish there for Harvick. So. All right. And that's two weeks in a row, I think, for him, too. That's yeah. Been in so, there, so. He, may, he may prove me wrong on the not winning for the season. Yeah. But just like that's... William Byron, not a champion. That's it. Place is not a win. So there we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike. Well, it's been fun. And like I said, I will be heading out this week, heading to go see Donovan in Norfolk, Virginia. So um, Mike and I, we will, this show, we're going to put out a little early and then Mike, we will get together late the following week, late the following week. We're going to record from Texas motor speedway. uh, So you'll be getting the show over the weekend. And yeah, but we want people also to make sure to tune in on our on the websites and and of course on Race Day SA, excuse me, on Race Day SA and on uh, Tracksmack Radio and on our Facebook pages and stuff. We'll be doing Facebook lives and doing all the stuff that we do from the track. So yeah, it'll be fun. I, although I guess we have to be on our best behavior because your kid's gonna be there. So I yeah, but he's he's almost twenty years old, so he okay. understands. Yeah, okay. he's not a kid anymore. He's a <laughs> young man. <laughs> Well, I'll try to be on better behavior. No. <laughs> and well, and have you noticed that the voice is still? I was going to say it was better until just now. It's starting to get a, starting to lose it here at the end here, but uh, that's a good time for us to quit and get it. I just feel like it's permanently like this now. I don't know what's going on, if it's just, you know, crap in the air or what it is, but I cannot get it to not have this stuff in it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Like you oh, said, well. time to. Time to cut it off. I'm going to go. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right, Mike. Well, have yourself a great week. Uh, we'll touch base, um, of course, during the week. And I hope everyone else has a great week. Hopefully, this mile and a half track, um, I mean, I know it's not going to race like Atlanta did, but hopefully it's a damn good race. Uh, that'll give me hope for what we may be seeing uh, the following week at Texas. So I hope so. I certainly do. You and me both. All right, guys, have yourselves a good week. Stay safe, and we will see you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>